The Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus and the disciples came to Bethsaida, and some people brought a blind man to Jesus and begged him to touch him. He took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the village. And when he had put saliva on his eyes and laid his hands on him, he asked him, Can you see anything? And the man looked up and said, I can see people, but they look like trees walking. Then Jesus laid his hands on his eyes again, and he looked intently, and his sight was restored, and he saw everything clearly. Then he sent him away to his home, saying, Do not even go into the village. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Please be seated. Grace and peace to you from our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. On this Pet Sunday, I wanted to tell you this morning about my other older dog, Charlie. Charlie is an 11-year-old golden retriever, uh, and we got him from a breeder in Massachusetts for free because his leg was broken in the litter, and it fused back together before they knew and could fix it. So they couldn't sell him, and so we found out, and we got him for free. And I like to say that that is the last free thing about Charlie that we have experienced in the last 11 years. Charlie's litter name was actually Tim, as in Tiny Tim, because of his broken leg. Um, And uh, of course, we fell in love with that story and with him, and we took him home, and we still have the video of when we walked into the house and our kids exploded with joy when they met little fluffball puppy Charlie for the first time. And even though we had a dog before Charlie, Charlie is the dog that our kids have grown up with. And so he's our special boy. And uh, his leg doesn't hurt him after all these years, but he does walk in a certain way. He kind of hops around like a big furry bunny when he walks. So fast forward. Uh, One night at the cottage last summer, we looked at Charlie and saw that his left eyelid was completely flopped out like you could see the inside of the lid from the outside. And so we took him to the animal hospital to get looked at. And of course, it was the middle of night because these things always happen in the middle of the night. And um, so we went to the animal hospital. And uh, while we were there, um, there was a dog ahead of us in line, and it was a little chihuahua uh, who was acting strange. And so we were sitting in the waiting room, and its parents were sitting in the waiting room. And apparently the vet determined that the chihuahua had gotten into his parents' stash of weed, their marijuana, which is legal in Canada. And that is why that little chihuahua was acting so weird. It was all too much for his little body to take. So they told him to take him home and sleep it off. So we're sitting there with the chihuahua and his parents, and then Charlie gets seen. And so the vet determines for Charlie, it was not, it was not weed, there's no weed in our house, um, that uh, it was um, pressure in his eye that was causing his lid to flop out, and that he had this condition, which is not uncommon among golden retrievers, called uveitis. Uh, and so this started a drop regimen. There were multiple drops in both eyes multiple times a day. Um, but eventually, we had to have that eye removed last year because the pressure was so intense that it was likely causing him migraines. And so they removed the eye and stitched it shut. And then eventually, despite all the drops, he had the same issue with the other eye, too much pressure 
too much pain and he couldn't see out of it anyway, and so he had to have that eye removed too. And this was just this past spring. And I worried what kind of quality of life he might have, but we went ahead and did it. And I'm happy to report that Charlie is having a great summer at the cottage. He has surprised us all. He is confident in making his way around the cottage, far more active than we expected. We got him a doggy life jacket just in case he would fall off the dock. But he swims right next to Jenny in the lake, up and back, and living his best doggy life. And I kind of share this experience with Charlie because it's been kind of a transforming thing for me since the spring, since his second surgery, because I feel like it's called me to a greater practice of compassion in my daily life. Um, Because Charlie can't see me anymore, when I come home, I have to make sure that I go over to Charlie and talk to him and let him know that I'm there. When he has to go out, I have to hold his collar to make sure he gets outside into the yard and then back in. And I stop and pet and visit with him and talk with him more often than I have probably in years. I think we all do. And we help him navigate his way through the house and the yard. And this has become kind of a spiritual practice for me, of being present, attentive, aware, and practicing compassion. In the Buddhist way, and we have always said that we think Charlie is a Buddhist, only adding to the interfaith nature of our home, In a Buddhist way, Charlie has become my teacher, teaching me about compassion by inviting me to draw closer and to do these small daily practices that enable me to be more compassionate in the rest of my life, at least I hope. For the gospel today, we hear the story of Jesus healing a blind person which I chose for obvious reasons. And the story goes that they come to Bethsaida and the people bring a blind man to him. He takes him out of the village, wipes his eyes. Can you see? Eh, sort of, but not really. He wipes his eyes again and the man can see and he sends him home. And you know, in these stories, we're often really impressed and moved by Jesus's miracles, including these miracles of healing. And this one's pretty simple compared to some of the others. But we can forget that each of these moments of healing, whether it's physical or mental, emotional or relational, all begin with Jesus' compassion, which is often unsaid in the story, but always present. All those miracles are not just to prove Jesus' divine power, but to show his divine compassion. He had compassion on this blind man, the woman with the hemorrhage, the little girl he raised from the dead, the possessed man, the ten lepers, just to name a few. Jesus' life was a life of compassion. And so the presenting problems may differ, and so may the means of healing, but Jesus' compassion for them and for us remains the same. And I wonder what might be some other opportunities for compassion in our lives that we may not have first recognized as such. And maybe it's something to think about today or this week. What is one place in your life that is inviting you to practice greater compassion? What is a place in your life that is inviting you to greater compassion? It could be for your pet, like me and Charlie. It may be having greater compassion for yourself or compassion for others or somebody you have a hard time with, or compassion for the earth 
for the world, for its people. We don't always have to go out and step beyond the rhythms of our daily lives to find these opportunities. They are all around us. And the more we can practice compassion, even in very small ways, the more we live overall compassionate lives and the more we reflect the life and the love of Jesus. My thanks to Charlie for teaching me this lesson. Amen.